You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, sitting next to me is Jeff. How are you, man? I'm doing alright. How are you doing, Neil? Doing well, and Ken is over there. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Matt is not here today. Um, he actually isn't doing anything. There's no excuse for it. He'll never listen to this episode, and no he's never going to know that we're honestly. we're mad at him. He's not here. Very furious. I think he forgot. I think he spent too much time at the famous roastery in Chicago. He was literally supposed to be here. Right. Yeah. He had one job, and he he failed. He failed. He has two jobs, though. That's true. He has his real job, and then this, and then the old, whatever this is, and then the odd job here and there I where he throws this was hats his at real people. Job. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd like that. Uh, so Matt isn't here, but we have uh, two very special guests here uh, that we'll get to in one second. Uh, but the reason they're here is for a special geek game that we're doing today. So it's just going to be all different geek questions um, that came to us from some great listeners, Chris Haith, Andrew Hansen, and Natalie Anderson. And then I filled out a few of those Thanks, questions folks. with some of my own. Yes, thank you. Thanks, everybody, but Neil. Yeah, everyone but me, yes. Uh, but uh, they sent us some questions for a special geek game. Uh, and the reason it's a geek game is uh, coming up is Geek Bowl. So uh, if any of you are coming into town for Geek Bowl, uh, we're doing a special meetup with all of our friends. Uh, it's a, uh, a meetup of your favorite trivia podcasters and Illuminati friends. So we're going to be at Bar Louie Printers Row on Thursday, March 5th, starting at 7 p.m. till about 1 a.m. For any stragglers that are still kind of passing out, uh, you'll have a little bit more time, but we want to get you out of there at 1 p.m. or uh, some of us will turn into Dalton from Roadhouse. I am. Is that what happens? That's what happens. So someone's throat's going to get ripped out. Is Dalton going to be there bouncing as well? Um, a version of Dalton will be there, uh, or maybe the ghost of Patrick Swayze. I'm not sure. Maybe we should do a uh, Dalton contest. We could. Who, who who can recite his rules the best? Okay. Well, we could do that. Uh, but uh, the hosts of Complete the List, Misinformation, Sports Trivia Face-Off, Something Something Birds, Trivia Warfare, and of course us are going to be there along with our friends uh, from Learned League, the Illuminati uh, group run by Tara Whittle. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to have two full bars, cash bars, a karaoke area provided by our friend Jason Borsum from Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, some on-demand t-shirt printing from inkedandscreen.com, our uh, supplier for t-shirts, specialty drinks, limited food menu, uh, all that good stuff. So if you go to any of those pages, any of those podcasts that you listen to, you'll see the Eventbrite link. And we just want to get a number of who is going to show up. So it uh, doesn't cost anything to get to. We just want to have you sign up so we know who's going to be there. And uh, yeah, we can't wait. Yeah. Uh, well, our special guest sitting across from us, um, you may have seen them on Ken's body. 
uh, their work, I should say, on Ked's body. Uh, they they work. Yeah, at, thanks. Yeah, exactly. They work at the Modern Electric in Forest Park, the uh, the great tattoo shop. Uh, and uh, joining us in the studio are Lou Skywalker and uh, Harley Fazekas. How's it going, guys? What's going on, guys? It's going good. So uh, let's start with uh, with Harley. You've put a lot of art on Ken um, as far as uh, tattoos are concerned. Uh, I guess some other types of art, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, just tattoos. Just tattoos. <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, I've been tattooing for about 11, maybe 12 years now. I don't quite remember. Um, but I started... It's a whirlwind, right? Yeah. Started shortly, shortly out of high school, a uh, year or two after, and... I've probably been tattooing Ken for what, ten, nine years now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I try to get at least one a year. Lately, yeah. it, I've sped up the uh, the increments. I don't mind. So yeah, twelve or thirteen then. Twelve or thirteen years—that's a long time. Um, and uh, Lou Skywalker, you're here as well. Uh, we bonded earlier over our love of Justin Timberlake. Yes. Uh, so tell me a little <laughs> bit about yourself. I'm Lou Skywalker. I own the Modern Electric in Forest Park. Pretty big Star Wars nerd. I've been tattooing somewhere around 11 years now. Yeah, so both of you, um, we'll get to it later, your Instagrams, but they're, they're Star Wars themed. Uh, and Lou, you were saying that uh, you actually had some, uh, some paperwork from Lucasfilm about your name. Uh, yeah, so I've been, I guess, like around the Star Wars scene for a pretty long time now. And I used to abuse using the name Lou Skywalker a lot. Um, and finally got like a NDC from them being like, hey, stop doing that. Um, but my friend Shane Turgeon, who created the book Force in the Flesh, don't know what he did, but he schmoozed it over with them and they allowed me to put tattoo work in that book under the name Luke Skywalker. So they're pretty cool with it now. And I've so it's not fish. gotten any threats from them. So there's no, there's no evidence that he, he did take the, uh, the child, uh, or baby Yoda uh, from normal people, um, and kidnapped it, right? And held him ransom. Um, I mean, there's no evidence, but... <laughs> It's got to be pretty easy to cover up. I think so. I think so too. He's a little small baby. He fits in a satchel. But yeah, when you go when you go to these guys' shop, you can clearly see how uh, into comics and Star Wars and Power Rangers and just all sorts of uh, of nerdy things they're into. Just like me. So we thought it would be really fun to have a, a geek themed game for them today. So they're going to team up. They're going to be Team Modern Electric. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. Me and Jeff are going to team up and we're going to be Team Triviality, I guess, right? Yeah, that, that seems easy enough to remember. Team Triviality versus Team Modern Electric. And uh, if you want to go to their website, uh, it's tmetattoo.com. And uh, I think we're going to do a little promotion, right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah, we are. Uh, so I guess um, if you're in town for Geek Bowl or even if you're in Chicago uh, before Geek Bowl from February 4th, the day this episode goes out, to March 9th, the Monday after Geek Bowl, uh, there'll be a little promotion if you mention Triviality. What are you thinking, guys? We're doing a 10% off your um, total or sitting or whatever for Harley and I. So if you come in, make an appointment, get a tattoo, you get 10% off. Mention Triviality to Mention get that promotion. Triviality. Yeah, yes. and if you get one of us tattooed on you, we'll, we'll show up and hang out with you for the yeah. duration. Or our logo, really. Or a logo. <laughs> or you just want us to hang out. You know, yeah, we could do that, so. too. And Ken, Ken's been trying to convince me to maybe get a tattoo, so maybe I'll get one finally. There you go. I don't know. Other than the one that you have. That I may or may not or have. Or maybe t touch that one up. Maybe, if I have one. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's throw it to the rules guy to see uh, what the rules are today. He's, he's going to do it as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, 
players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. That was pretty solid. Yeah, it's a good impression, really. It was. Maybe we get the guy who did Jar Jar Banks. He's probably on Cameo. Yeah, we could probably get him. Yeah. Let's do it. Minimum, he's on Cameo. Minimum. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, so yeah, like we said, this is going to be a, a geek-centric game. Uh, a lot of the questions, uh, most of them from Chris Haith, Andrew Hansen, and Natalie Anderson. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's see if this game works for you guys. So uh, question one, um, it's going to be about The Simpsons. Uh, in The Simpsons, a uh, comic book guy translated what piece of literature into Klingon for his thesis as part of his folklore and mythology master's degree? We are just going to lock in with a guess because I don't know, man. I am smart, much smarter than you, Hibbert. I'm going to lock in with like a rant. Mm. Dude, you take a guess because I don't know. We're going to go with Othello. Ooh, Othello. Nice. All right. And uh, Team Triviality? We're guessing the Bible. All right. Uh, maybe to Ken, this might be considered the Bible. It's actually Lord of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, Lord of the Rings. Okay. okay. So, that was Lord of the Rings. And speaking of Lord of the Rings, question two. At one point, Gandalf calls Legolas what full name, which is effectively coupling his name and its translation like an epithet. All right. We're locked in on this one, I okay. think. Where's Catherine when you need her? Yeah, Catherine is another fantastic artist at their shop. Oh, and she's a Lord of the Rings fan? She's yeah, a Lord she's of the Rings fan. Let's take this opportunity. Who else you got working at the shop right now? We've got Leo Friend. He's our apprentice. We've got Manos Athetakis. He's been tattooing somewhere around like 15 years or something. He did my first tattoo, actually. And then we've got our manager, Alex Jamrosi. Nice. nice. I would happily sit in any of their chairs. Yeah, I think that's that's a good sign. If any of the tattoo artists or someone you want to get inked by. So what are you guys thinking? I just, uh, I put Legolas squared. Oh, okay. Legolas squared. Yep. That's pretty good. That's a good band name. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I think, uh, his name translates as Greenleaf. So Legolas Greenleaf. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Gandalf calls him Legolas Greenleaf, which is Legolas, uh, translated basically. Yeah. So yeah. it's Legolas Greenleaf. Yeah. Finally, so, that, uh, that college class I took on Lord of the Rings is paying off. There you go. The only thing from college that's paid off. <laughs> I'm going to learn how much geek stuff I do not know. Uh, so question number three. Um, throughout the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, one of my favorites, we learned that Doc Brown likes to name his dogs after famous people. He has Copernicus in 1955 and Einstein in 1985. We also discover that Doc has continued this naming trend when he journeys back to the future at the end of part three with his two sons. What are the names of his two sons? Oh, we're, we're locked in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I almost remember this because we learned the other day that there was a Back to the Future cartoon, and it's about oh, yeah. his kids. Oh, I didn't know it was about his kids. Yeah, I mean, like, his kids are, like, the main characters in it. Well, um, then you can have a, a fun shot at that question there, sir. Yeah, yeah, take it. So you guys I'm are locked in? Yeah, yeah we're, locked, we're locked in. All right, we'll start with, uh, with Jeff and Ken. Well, named in honor of a book that he shares his affection for with Mrs. Claire Clayton, uh, he names his sons Jules and Vern. How many times have you seen Back to the Future Part 3, Jeff? Twice. Just twice. And what did you guys uh, lock in with? We went with, huh? And what? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna. That's what I'm going to name my kids, actually. Depending that's, on how ugly they are. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really smart uh, naming there. Uh, yeah, Jeff is correct. It is Jules and Vern. After Jules Vern. 
Um, all right, so we'll just move right on to question four. Hopefully get you guys some points here. Um, so uh, speaking of the name Jules, it's the affectionate nickname given to character Juliet O'Hara, detective of the Santa Barbara Police Department and partner of Detective Lassiter in what television series that has spawned two television movies after its initial run? And many times the lead character uh, puts his fingers to his temple pretending to know what the answer is. I think I do know it now. That is definitely not right, but go with it because <laughs> I grew up on that. So, uh, what's your what's your answer? Um, we're going with Walker, Texas Ranger. Ooh, cl- uh, classic! It's going to be remade <laughs> with uh, Jared Padalecki coming out what? soon. Yep. Wait, are you f- are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jared Padalecki, Good old Sam Winchester. Yeah, from uh, Supernatural, he uh, wanted to do a show in his uh, home state of Texas, and uh, yeah, he's going to be in the reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger. So as for us, we actually didn't write anything. Psych. Psych is uh, correct. Yes, psych. That's right. Psych. That makes sense. Sean Spencer. Yeah. I've never yeah. even heard of that in my life. I've never watched that. A lot of lot of geek references. If you like that, I think a lot of very quick, quick witted jokes and impressions and whatnot. Yep. So the answer was Psych, and uh, second TV movie's coming out pretty soon. John Cena was in one of them, which is always welcomed. So, and he's in the new Fast and Furious trailer. I didn't see it. Oh yeah, he's. He looks I can't pretty. see it. You can't see it. Well, yeah, you're just gonna forcibly <laughs> not see it. <laughs> um. He was, he was on the poster, but like you said, uh, you couldn't see him on the poster either. So question number five, uh, during pre-production of the 1978 TV series, The Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner was considered too alliterative of a name by the TV executives. What was his name changed to? J. Right. Jonah Jameson. Peter Parker. Peter Parker, Peter Porker. <laughs> P- Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. You can do that, but you can't say about it. All right, we're, we're locked in. You're locked in? <laughs> so what are you guys thinking? So it wasn't Bruce Banner. I didn't, I didn't we're know going they ever changed his name. David Banner. David Banner's correct. You got points on the board. And what do you guys... We said uh, Royce... Did you actually know that? Or? Yeah. We said Royce Drabwin. <laughs> Royce Drabwin. It is not Royce Drabwin. <laughs> Royce Drabwin. Uh, so speaking of Royce Drabwin, uh, really quick. Um, I we got that one right. You did get it right. Speaking of Royce Dradwin, so two people in the last two weeks, uh, unprompted, uh, which is kind of funny, they sent me a message and uh, they said, is this you? And it was a gif of Royce Dradwin drinking coffee saying yummy. You were made into a gif? Someone made me into a gif. (laughs) Are you going viral? Viral yet. Uh, But um, Sam Carr, uh, someone who's been on the show before, and he did the the Scarn rules reading uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he texts me and he goes, is this you? And I was like, yeah, how did you find it? He goes, oh, I found this gif and uh, my wife sent it to me and she said, uh, and, and I said, oh, is that, that's Neil. And she goes, Neil who? And he's, oh, from Triviality. What? Yeah, so random. Oh my God. So apparently if you type yummy into Giphy, it, it pops up. So Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send this nice. all the time. Um, it's this creepy character I did. You guys will probably enjoy it. But okay. uh, All right. So uh, at the end of uh, the first five questions here, a uh, little score recap. You have how many points, Jeff? Three. 30? 30 points. All right. And you guys have 10. So it's not, not too much of a, of a climb. Very nice. All right. So uh, speaking of the Hulk, we talked about David Banner. In one of Marvel's What If series, Hulk and She-Hulk get married and their lives become much like those on I Love Lucy. Why would this be bizarre? Okay. I think I know. Is it okay if I lock in? Uh, we're locked in. All right. Uh, let's start with uh, Team Modern Electric first. It's because they're cousins. All right. And Ken? Oh, that makes more sense. We said uh, we said because they're from different Marvel universes. Ah, but uh, they are correct. And those they are, can never cross over, as we know. As Matt always likes to say, uh, a rule he wished was still instated: uh, they're first cousins. So 
<laughs> throwing Matt under the bus like that. <laughs> I you know don't you show up. This is the consequences. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they are first cousins. So that is points to Modern Electric. Uh, all right. So uh, question seven. Uh, this actress and a former television and newsroom personality released a book in 2010 entitled Suck It, Wonder Woman, The Misadventures of a Hollywood Geek. What is her name? So we're locked in. All right. So feel free. You guys can talk out loud if you want to each other. Um, we're locked I'm no in help. with, uh, yeah. Oh, with you got a guess? Just a random. Okay. What's your random guess? Amy Poehler. Oh, that's good, good guess. Good guess. <laughs> She's on that news show on Saturday Night Live. That's a good guess. Uh, we're going to say Linda Carter, who I think played Wonder Woman. She did. In the, Linda Carter 80s, 70s? did play Wonder Woman. Uh, the newsroom clue in there was from the television show, The Newsroom. Uh, oh. It's actually Olivia Munn. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Her work on G4. Yep. She was on Attack the Show, a newsroom. The newsroom, yeah. Um, yes. So HBO Olivia series. Munn. HBO series. Was she yeah. on Newsroom, though? She was on Newsroom. Okay. I think she was on Newsroom. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Olivia Munn, as I noted in the previous question, she was on Aaron Sorkin's television show, The Newsroom. And this one's going to be kind of fun. It's going to take a little bit of thinking. Uh, Great. I, I, I know. I went, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> clearly, I've been doing good at that. Yep. This one is clearly a Neil question. So, Aaron Sorkin has been credited as a writer on eight feature films. Okay. I discovered that in five of those eight films, at least one of the top two billed actors have appeared in a comic book or graphic novel adaptation. Can you name one of the other three where both actors have appeared in a comic book adaptation? So three of his eight movies, both top billed actors were in a comic book adaptation. So can you just name any one of those three? As you said, no, I was writing no as my answer. <laughs> you know what? I think me and Jeff need to go walk and talk about this question. Oh, I can talk. Do you guys want, just want to name any Aaron Sorkin movie? Uh, we're going to say High Flying Bird. Okay. What about you guys? I didn't know who Aaron Sorkin was until you said his name just now. All right. Same. All right. Well, so that's two taps. Uh, okay. So um, he, he's written a lot of great films. So the, the other ones are that aren't the answer. Jack Nicholson was in A Few Good Men, and he's from Batman, played the Joker. Tom Hanks, Charlie Wilson's War, he was in Road to Perdition, the graphic novel adaptation. Brad Pitt was in uh, Moneyball, and he was also in Deadpool 2. Michael Fassbender uh, was in Steve Jobs, he played Magneto. And Jessica Chastain was in Molly's Game, she was in Dark Phoenix. Now, the answers are the movie Malice, Alec Baldwin was in The Shadow, and Nicole Kidman in Aquaman. The American President, Michael Douglas was in Ant-Man, Annette Bening was in Captain Marvel, and then the one I thought you guys were going to get, The Social Network, Jesse Eisenberg was Lex Luthor, and Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. Mm, that's tough. That is right. Yeah, so it's, there's a lot. It's pretty crazy, though. These are facts. It's hard to find actors who are not in comic book movies. Nowadays, yeah, you're no, right. Yeah. I like that you even counted The Shadow. Well, I wasn't going to, because it was technically a pulp magazine, but then it had a comic book series, so I was like, I had to include it. And, Billy, and Billy Zane was uh, The Phantom. I believe Zane was a phantom, you're right. Uh, all right, number nine. Um, after seeing The Rise of Skywalker and Lando Calrissian again, the author of this question, Chris Haith, went to the store and bought some of the beer that Billy D. Williams used to do commercials for. What's the name of that beer? And bonus point, what national brewer actually brews this beverage? We're locked in. Okay. This We're question works every time. <laughs> what, what do you guys think over at Modern Electric? We're going to go with Colt 45. Okay, and uh, any bonus points there? Where, where it's brewed? You don't have to Milwaukee, maybe? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to say Colt 45 and also Milwaukee. Why not? Okay. If you uh, guessed that right. Well, do you know... I'll get, Milwaukee is correct, but do you know the, the actual brewer? <laughs> uh, Schlitz. No. Schlitz, okay. No. Old style? Old style, no. Okay, so no bonus points. It was PBR. Okay. Uh, but Colt 45 is correct. You get points for that. 
So great job. It's sad that I'm the only one at the table that probably hasn't seen it yet. This just makes me sick. Oh, Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? I'm slacking. Makes us sick. Okay, well, I, that's fair. I'm going to put it this Completely way. I had fair. such a bad taste in my mouth from eight that I waited oh, right. until the midnight showing. I didn't see it at seven. <laughs> you didn't see the, the first first showing. No, no. I wasn't going to give five that hours to breathe here. Okay. <laughs> seven o'clock showings the day before are kind of bull anyway. It's like that, yeah. That's just. I feel like it's cheating. It comes like, out like, that day then. Mm, I yeah, kind of right. like it. I'm getting old now. Well, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> People are still working. <laughs> it's convenient, but I got to take a stand, you know? That's probably why, like, AMC and their... That's their, the hill you're dying on? Yeah. Their food menu has, like, fiber supplements for that 7 o'clock show then, right? <laughs> uh, all right, last question of the first round. Uh, hopefully you guys will get this one to go strong into the, the half. Uh, in 2011, Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk gifted President Barack Obama an entry in this acclaimed role-playing video game series as it represented Poland's contribution to the global economy. All right, we're locked in. Okay. All right, so we'll start with Ken and Jeff. You guys were a little unsure. Yeah, we really don't know. Uh, we're just going to go with uh, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Okay, and what are you thinking, Harley? Uh, the Witcher. The Witcher's correct. Oh. Ten points, yep. So Henry Cavill, uh, his muscles busting out of his leather outfits, costume designer has to keep uh, re hemming them. <laughs> so the books are... Uh, the books are Polish. Polish, okay. Yeah, that's, have, that's the only reason I knew. Yep, and that's that was a clue. So uh, apparently um, the, uh, the game developers came to the author and said they wanted to make a video game and he thought it was not going to make any money whatsoever and so he just took a one-time fee instead of a lifetime oh, no. percentage and it ended Whack. up making a ton of money. But now he's okay because he's got the Netflix special, you know, series and all that. So, um, all right. So let's get a score recap uh, going into the half. Uh, looks like uh, Team Trivielli has forty points, and you yeah. also have forty points. Got forty. Look at that's that. All, that was almost all Lou, though. That's all right. Lou's, Lou's on it right now. He's, I he's feeling with it. One. Lou is feeling it. I think you guys are going to get a lot of points in this uh, the swing round. But before we go to the swing round, uh, Jeff, uh, we've had some great. Uh, uptick in uh, Patreon support recently, uh, which has been awesome. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what it means to us starting this new year in 2020 that uh, so many new people, new names that we're, we aren't familiar with are joining the fray? Yes. Thank you so much to our patrons for their direct support for our show. Uh, it really does mean the world to us. Uh, it's the entire reason that our show can exist and thrive. If you'd like to join those patrons, you can do so at patreon.com slash triviality podcast, where we have a lot of great perks, benefits, rewards, uh, including great bonus episodes. Yeah. Bonus episodes. Uh Bet fulfillments, stickers, posters, loot crates, uh, character boxes. You know what? We're not going to hit them all. Just go check it out. Patreon.com. Ritualistic sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> That's the $2,500 uh, a month perk. <laughs> yeah. A ritualistic sacrifice. Uh, you pick, I guess, I don't know. We'll make a voodoo doll. You or choose. Actually, what we'll do is is you pick someone you don't like, and instead of making a voodoo doll, we'll, we'll pay to send Jeff to them to annoy them until they just... Until they combust. Not that hard. They, until they combust, yeah, until their head combusts <laughs> like scanners. All right. Um, so uh, thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Ken. Uh, so going to the swing round, I think this is going to be okay for you guys. Uh, this one was uh, written by Chris Haith. Um, I'm basically going to give you 10 Star Wars characters, and you just have to give me the name of their home planet. God. Okay. All right. So maybe you guys will make up some ground here. So, so is each one of the names one of the questions? Uh, yes. Yeah, so what I'll do okay. is I'm going to name, uh, yeah, ten characters, and then you guys will have some time to to take by yourselves, and then just write down their home planet. Okay. okay. All right. So number one in these ten Star Wars characters, Chewbacca. Number two, Palpatine. Number three, Obi Wan Kenobi. Number four, Han Solo. Number five, 
the character of Ray. Number six, Clone Commander Cody. Number seven, Darth Maul. Number eight, Jabba the Hutt. Number nine, Hira Sadula. And number 10, Admiral Akbar. So we're just looking for the home planet of those characters. And uh, feel free to take some time and we'll be back uh, with your answers. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All the answers have been locked in, so let's see if we can get some extra points here for both teams. Uh, let's start uh, with Team Triviality. We're looking for the home planets of these 10 Star Wars characters. So number one was Chewbacca. Yeah, I believe in the native language, it's pronounced... <laughs> But uh, in common tongue, it's uh, Kashyyyk. Okay. Kashyyyk. And uh, Lou? We also went with Kashyyyk. All right. That is correct. Five points to both teams. It sounded like uh, Chewbacca needed the Heimlich there. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, <laughs> or was drowning, one or the other. Uh, number two was Palpatine. I can't do it, you know. When... That's okay. Mm. Oh, that, that, that was, good. That was pretty good. There you go. You guys are all better at it than I am. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to cut those out and put it where my impression is. <laughs> Lou and I are just going to go make some uh, Chewbacca fanfic and uh, an in, audio in version. only Wookiees. And, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Palpatine. We're going to say he's from the planet without Palpatine. Okay. No pulp. No pulp. <laughs> no pulp. <laughs> All right. And uh, Lou? We're going to go with Coruscant. And the answer is Naboo. Really? That was... Yeah. So you, you guys said it. You said an N. Yeah, And I, I said Naboo. <laughs> and you were like, no, 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 no. I'm a... Shut up, Harley. That's all so right. So did, did Naboo have multiple senators in the delegate? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I know E.T. was one was one branch. He was. 
He was one of them, yeah. How does this work? I don't How's know. The fet, though? What is He's it? in the council. There's like a whole like little pool of ETs. Yeah, there's like I think there's like three or four of them. Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't get any bills passed because they're too nice. They would just kind of go along with everything. They're, they're really good at communications, though. So that's maybe. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, all right, number three was Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Team Triviality. Uh, he's from Scotland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, Lou? Um, we're just going to go with, like, the episode four. He's, he's on Tatooine. We don't know where he's from. All right, well, the answer, I don't know what it means, but it sounds to me like probably uh, a username of a famous uh, television personality, but it's Stu John. Stu John. So yep. it's John Stewart's Stu AOL John email. Maybe we'll yeah, Stu John Stevens. Get that one. Maybe we'll find out about that in the new series that's coming out. There you go. On Disney we, Plus. We absolutely better. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Disney Plus. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> they have all of the money, Neil. <laughs> uh, and now we're on to number four, which is Han Solo, Team Triviality. Uh, that one trash planet from Solo that everybody's trying to get off of. <laughs> all right. And Lou? We're going to go with Corellia. It is Corellia. Uh, number five is Ray. Uh, where is Ray from, Ken? Uh, Jakku, maybe. Okay. All right. And Lou? We're going with Jakku. That is correct. Both teams. Maybe something I've seen in the last, you know, couple months. Yeah, there That's you good. go. Uh, this one, um, it was kind of tricky. The uh, question writer wrote, uh, Chris, uh, clone commander Cody. Ken, what do you think? Uh, since he's a clone, uh, I think of, uh, sheep. So we said Dollywood. Ah, Dollywood. Okay. And, uh, Lou? We went with the clone planet Camino. And that was the trick. Uh, they're all made on Camino, all the clones. Dolly Parton challenge, Ken. Do you know what that is? Are you gonna do it? What the I Dolly Parton challenge? I don't challenge? know what that Good is. Oh, yeah, it's like you do a picture of what you would be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, and Tinder. People have been doing it. No, I'm good. Okay. Number seven, uh, Darth Maul. Where's Darth Maul from, Ken? Uh, the land of the points. <laughs> all right, land of the points. And Lou? Um, I was having trouble with this one, so I just went with Korriban. It is not Korriban. Is it Dathomir? Uh, Dathomir. Yeah, it is Dathomir. Because of, of the Night Sisters. Yeah. I couldn't remember yeah, the, those Night sisters, sisters. Gladys no. Knight and the Night Sisters? The. Oh. <laughs> so there's the Knights of Ren and then the Night Sisters. That's what they Yeah, were, it's like right? these witches that, that use force magic. Oh, wow. And like, I actually knew this answer because I just played the new Star Wars video game, mm -hmm. and it's like a main planet, and they're all on that planet. Why, why do they have That's a series? That's where Ventress comes from, too. Um, they expand on a story a lot in Clone Wars, actually. Oh, do they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Night, Night Sisters? Sweet. Uh, number eight is Jabba the Hutt. Ken? Oh, now I'm second-guessing, but uh, Tatooine? Okay. And Lou? Hutta. Yep. Nal Hutta. Oh, God. Nal he lives on Tatooine. Not to be confused with Niall Horan of right. One Direction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At least I was halfway there. So that is points to Modern Electric. Uh, two left here. We got number nine, Hira Sedula. Uh, what do you think, Ken? I don't know who that is, so I said uh, Naboo. Okay. And Lou? We went with question mark, but now I'm just going to say Nar Shadda. Nar Shadda. Uh, it is actually Ryloth. Never heard of that planet. Neither have I, so we're in the same boat there. Uh, and last one of the swing round, uh, Admiral Akbar. Uh, this question is not a trap, Ken. What's the answer? Yeah, trap seven. Trap seven. <laughs> All right, and Lou? We're going to go with Mon Calamari. That's it is, right. It is Mon Cala. That's right. All right, following the swing round, it looks like uh, Team Modern Electric took a lead there. So they're at 70 points, and Team Triviality is trailing behind at 50, so still a close game. Yeah, this is more like it. Yes. So <laughs> I think that maybe the tides will turn here. Uh, number one, uh, according to his daughter Mika... What legendary actor who appeared in many of the films that inspired George Lucas to create Star Wars 
turned down the roles of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader because he worried the films would look cheap. Okay, I'm going to lock in. Okay. So feel free to talk, guys. What are you thinking on this one? What? So he's the star of many of the films George Lucas uh, used as inspiration for... Ripped off. Ripped off for Star Wars. (laughs) Just kidding. Have you ever seen Dune? No. (laughs) I haven't, actually. I saw it when I was like nine, and I'm pretty sure Dune is like a big Star Wars ripoff movie. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know who's in Dune, so I'm going to guess a random actor. Sting? (laughs) Sting was, uh, Sting's actually still in Dune. It was released in 1984, but <laughs> he just was in Dune. He stayed in Dune. He stayed in Dune. He never left. I mean, that's Sting. Uh, so what do you guys think, Modern Electric? We're going to go with Werner Herzog. Ah, every hair on my head they call Kinski. I want to see the baby. I want to see the baby. Or the child. What does he say? Whatever. Um, I'd like to see the child. We are going to say uh, Toshiro Mifune. It is Toshiro Mifune. That is a wild guess that i would have never known so, yeah. yeah star wars is inspired by a lot of kurosawa films and uh mifune was kurosawa's guy yep he was the the leonardo dicaprio to his scorsese just makes me think of mustafa uh yeah so hidden fortress is the one that uh, he kind of uh took a lot from about a princess whose kingdom was Isn't destroyed there a french film he borrows heavily from too oh there's a lot there's a lot yeah uh so number two speaking of mifune in 1961, he played, uh, famously, a nameless ronin stuck between rivals in a film that was clearly remade in 1964, also featuring a nameless character stuck between rivals, which was once again remade in 1996, but that time the character was called John Smith, but at least the original writers were credited. For five points each, can you name any of those films? They're all basically the same movie. We're locked in. Okay. So basically... The Last Samurai? Yes. <laughs> So you can name up to three movies. Yeah, if we're you gonna want. say the Last Samurai featuring Tom Cruise. Okay, All that's right. the only one we're that's gonna name. Put, the, gonna put go. the Last Ronin too, and the Last Ronin because if we take a nothing, we'll get it wrong either way. Yeah. Okay. So more words the better. The Last Ronin and Last Samurai, <laughs> and Ken. All right, we are gonna say Yojimbo, mm-hmm. uh, Fistful of Dollars, yep, and I nope. think the Bruce Willis one was called this. It's called the, the Stand, Sense. maybe. <laughs> Six Sense. The Stand. The Stand. Okay, uh, so you're going to get 10 points on that. So it was Yojimbo 1961, and then they remade it into A Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood, mm. the first of the Spaghetti Western trilogy, and then the last one is called Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. We had I the knew last it part. I had the, yeah, we got the, we got the last, right? Uh, so that's at least that's 0.5 10 points. 10 points. All right, uh, so it's so funny you were talking about Dune. So uh, question number three. As we all eagerly await uh, Denis Villeneuve's film adaptation of Frank Herbert's novel Dune... Mm. The original film adaptation from 1984 that we just said Sting is still in uh, featured an original soundtrack primarily composed by what rock band who was recently uh, had a resurgence in fandom due to Weezer and drunken karaoke performances. Mm-hmm. You guys are locked, you think? Yeah, we're locked. All right, what are you thinking, Lou? We're going to go with Toto. All right, and Ken? Yeah, Toto. Toto is correct. So I was in a bookstore and I heard this music <laughs> and these guys were talking about Dune I and I had to look it up and I was like, I was like, Toto. And Hear the I, sandworms crying in the night. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with an appearance by Sting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is Toto. That's correct. Great job, guys. So we're getting some points here. Uh, all right. So number four, speaking of Toto. The song I was referencing was Africa, obviously, uh, where you would find the fictional country of Wakanda, the home of the first black superhero in mainstream American comic books, Black Panther. He was not, however, the first African-American superhero in mainstream comics. That title belongs to this character. All right, we're going to lock in. Okay. We're going to guess the Falcon. 
Okay. And Team uh, Modern Electric? Uh, we're going to go with... Go with Blade. We're going to go with Blade. Blade is a cool character. Great guess. Uh, but uh, introduced in Captain America number 117 in yeah. 1969, it was Falcon. Yep. So a lot of uh, a lot of people will say Black Panther first, but technically he's African. So the first American uh, African American superhero is Falcon. All right. Uh, Look at you guys. I know they're 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 on a little bit of a roll. Here. I was going to say they're, they're on a going. roll. Uh, number five, popularized by the game Portal. This catchphrase is often used to convey the message that a promised gift is being used to motivate without any intent on yeah, delivering. Yeah, we're locked in. All right, Ken. Or, uh, I actually never played Portal. Jeff was a little excited there. I love this game. Uh, but let's start with uh, Modern Electric on this one. We're going to go with The Cake is a Lie. All right. And uh, Team Triviality. Yeah, we went with The Cake is a Lie. And uh, points to both teams. I have This Cake is a Lie, but I'm going to give you credit because I have no idea. Never played Portal. Never played it. Yeah, I haven't either. My wife played it. I just know it peripherally. And then she went in a portal and she disappeared? <laughs> or she's still around? Well, the cake's a lie, so. Okay. <laughs> All right, after five in the second round, uh, the tables have turned once again. So Team Triviality is now at 100 and Team Modern Electric is at 90. So very tight game going uh, into the final five here. Yeah, we do what we must because we can. Mm -hmm. hmm, very philosophical, Jeff. Uh, number six, uh, we just talked about uh, the cake being a lie. Speaking of cake, the first single off their 2001 album, Comfort Eagle, was used as the theme song to the television show Chuck. What was the name of that song? Yeah. Give me a sec. I think we're good, though. I was just making sure that that was so the actual quick time. Pretty sure. For the longest time, I was like, wow, I really like Beck. Yeah. And then I realized <laughs> I didn't like Beck at all, and it was just Cake. <laughs> I was, I'd was i been listening to Cake, and I thought it was Beck the whole time. Just love the trumpet. Yeah. It's, so, um, to answer number that six, really went the distance we're going to say, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think that probably happened to a lot of people with Cake and Beck. It's like all one syllable and they kind of sound the same, except I was like, oh man, yeah, and the Beck's really cool. And then it turns out every good Beck song was just cake. It was never there. And if cake is never there, if cake or Scientologist, then it's really, really the same. <laughs> right. So we were kind of debating what this song was uh, actually called, but we think it's just very descript in that uh, he wants a girl with a short, short skirt, skirt and, and a long, long jacket. jacket. The outfit Matt is wearing right now as he uh, roams Chicago, short skirt and long jacket. That's correct. Nice. Yeah. So 10 points to Team Triviality. Uh, number seven. Boom, ba -ba 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Uh, in this novel, genetically engineered wasps known as Tracker Jackers are one of the many obstacles characters have to face in mm -hmm. order to survive. I know this one. Wait, you said mechanical wasps? In. Genetically engineered wasps. Mm -hmm. Maybe a... Is this a hitchhiker's one? Let's go with it. I feel like we get a lot of those wrong. It sounds like a hitchhiker's thing, maybe. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, Team Triviality is going with Jeff's favorite pastime, hitchhiking. And uh, what do you got, Harley? Uh, Hunger Games. It is the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. it is. I was also thinking Ready Player One, but as we just found out, that was also wrong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember the character of Glimmer, I think she had the nest dropped on her or something, and they stung her so many times she died. So... Nice. Hunger Games. Just like Macaulay Culkin. I binged right. those movies in a weekend and forgot everything about them. Good. Uh, all right. Number That's eight. Um, speaking of hunger, before he was the Herald. I and skipped breakfast, you know. Did you skip breakfast? Yeah. Uh, you're doing okay, though. Um, speaking of hunger, before he was the Herald Harbinger of Death for the World Eater Galactus, what was the name of the Silver Surfer? And bonus point if you can name his home planet. I don't know that. And the worst thing is we just, like, a couple of days ago put on the, like, 1995 Silver Surfer TV show and it all 
like tells you that information within the first nine seconds of that's what the, the, the yeah. best thing about 90s shows was it told you the whole story and the so theme much song. exposition but the thing is that there's a microphone in front of your face now <laughs> i know what you always so say it, the it, microphones it sucks the information right out of your head we're locked in by the way You're locked yeah, in yeah we're locked in okay uh, let's start with modern electric um yeah i don't know I thought his name was like Jaron or something like that, but maybe not. Okay, uh, you're you're pretty close. Uh, Team Triviality, uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I like to surf these waves. <laughs> um, uh, the answer is Norin Rad. Yeah, Norin Rad. So you were close, and uh, the planet is Plus Zen is Rad. Rad, two Ds, double D. That's extra rad. Yeah, that's extra rad. He surfs, bro. Yeah, he surfs, man. Uh, Zen La wow. is the planet he's from, because on this planet everyone's Zen. Um, <laughs> I always feel sad when I'm driving my Lincoln. Well, that's the thing about this planet that I love. <laughs> so we had a funny thing. We were, we were all watching. Ken was there. We were watching The Lincoln Lawyer. And uh, I've been reading The Lincoln Lawyer novels, actually, which are really great. And uh, anyway, so the synopsis of the novel is he does you know most of his business exclusively from a Lincoln, the back of a Lincoln. And we're watching the movie. That's he's, not true at all. He's hardly in the Lincoln in the movie. In the book he is. But, just his car. And so well I wanted said, to go on Amazon or somewhere and write a review that said he is not exclusively doing business out of the back of his Lincoln in this movie. Misleading title. Very misleading. Two uh, out of five stars. Two out of five. No, not enough Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> all right. Number nine. Uh, in the Doctor Who episode Partners in Crime, the Doctor and his companion Donna Noble encounter vaguely humanoid blobs of fat. The small white aliens are named for this tissue yep. or related name for fat. We're locked in. I see it in my head. And I know it's a... They're very cute. They are. Little things. And I... Porgs? <laughs> Hot take. Catherine Tate is David Tennant's best companion. Oh, a lot of people didn't like her when she was, uh, when she was cast. So, uh, the uh, Amphor? Mm -hmm. Oh, is that your answer? Yeah. Mm, close. Um, Jeff? We're going with the Adipose. Adipose. I knew it was an A. Adipose. You were there with the A. I was. Uh, so yeah. I can see their little faces, too. I know. They're so, go so gross. They're like little dittos. Yeah, that's literally what they are. <laughs> yeah, it's they're, like a, a weight loss. They're flesh colored. They're like not lipoma. like pink. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're just yeah, like pink dittos. Name for adipose fat tissues. Yeah, people yeah. are taking a pill to like lose weight, and these like little like uh, cuddly creatures come out of you as, a, as your fat leaves you. Wow. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Dr. Pimple Popper, so I was like, it's, it's like living lipomas. What are they? It's kind of like that, but it just walks <laughs> around instead and it's very cute. Is that what those things are that I've seen crawling around the gym? Probably. The adipose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look like little tiny Stay puff marshmallow men with, you know, with no sailor hat. I kind just of. tell you, keep on going. You're doing great. Keep on fighting the good fight. Those uh, are the adipose. <laughs> last question. Um, this one isn't really geek related, but I, I hope you guys can get it. I don't know if you will. Um, speaking of the who... Oh, I was like a little bit of a Lahayim there. Uh, <laughs> I was in Fiddler. I, I remember Lahayim, The Who. Um, speaking of The Who, a track they released on their 1967 album, The Who Sell Out, features a rite of passage song where two teenage brothers decide to do what in order to become men. No word if Ricardo Montalban's Mr. Rourke was involved. Okay, we're just going to lock in here. Okay, so what is the song about? They're doing something they think is going to be a rite of passage as teenage boys. All right. Uh, looks like both teams are locked in. I know this isn't really a geek question, but let's start with uh, let's start with Modern Electric. What did you think? Stay or go. Stay or go. Okay. All right. And Ken, uh, play some pinball. Oh, wow, that's also a good it's guess. Right of passage, you know. Uh, well, uh, if find a dead body. That always <laughs> makes you grow find up. Find a dead body. So the teenagers in this song um, didn't do so well for Jerry O'Connell. 
they would have gotten a much better deal at the Modern Electric uh, during Geek Bowl here because they got a tattoo. Mm. What? So if you want to be like uh, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend, go to Modern Electric, get a tattoo. And there's great lyrics there. It's like, I got mine with a naked lady. He's got his with the word mother. My dad beat me. It's like crazy. I'd kind of like to be like... It is crazy. I'd kind of like to be like Keith Moon, you know, because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) One time. So much editing in this episode. Jeff is like Keith Moon because every time we record three games in one day, we have to carry him off of his drum set because he's passed out. I may I may do for the end clip a super cut of all the inappropriate stuff out of context. That's funny. <laughs> that would be make great. it like a secret track. Make the podcast go on for like another hour. Two hours. Just yeah. silence. It's in reverse. Going into the final round, it looks like it's still a tight game, but uh, Team Triviality has a slight lead with 120 points and Team Modern Electric with 100. So here are your final categories. You guys can wager uh, 0 to 30 on these. Category number one, The Penguin. Category number two, Two-Face. Category number three, Harley Quinn. Category number four, Bane. And category number five, Red Hood. So those are your categories. So think about your wagers and we'll lock those in. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Okay, the wagers are locked in. So uh, let's get to these questions. Number one was in the category of the penguin. And since Matt is not here, pretty much none of these categories are going to really matter to the actual question. Question one. Finnish-American Linus Torvalds is the creator of what platform that features a penguin named Tux as its mascot? Number two is in uh, Two-Face. Harvey Dent has saved $50 away to contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. God bless him. But Harvey (laughs) Dent has a passion for betting, like Matt. So he decides to bet that $50 on Han Solo's chances to successfully navigate an asteroid field in A New Hope. Considering the American odds that Han doesn't want to hear, how much money is Harvey Dent going to get in a payout to donate to our Patreon? Number three, in the category of Harley Quinn. 
Harley Quinn may be the clown princess, but this character is the princess of Fire Mountain and the daughter of the Ox King, and also happens to be married to Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Number four in the category of Bane. Bane is known for his strength and power. The American version of Power Rangers was loosely based on what Japanese television franchise? And number five in the category Red Hood. To date, there have been five people that have donned the name of Batman's Robin. Excluding Carrie Kelly from the Elseworlds, can you name three out of the five of them? <laughs> All right, and we're going to let these guys talk it over, and we'll be back with the answers. The answers are locked in, so let's get to these questions and see how this is going to shake out. So number one was in the category of the Penguin. Finnish-American Linus Torvalds is the creator of what platform that features a penguin named Tux as its mascot? Uh, let's start with Team Triviality. Uh, yeah, we think it's Linux. Okay, and Team Modern Electric. We're going to go with Men's Warehouse. And we bet 15 points. 15. And we bet 10. All right, and the answer is Linux. That's correct. All right, number two was in Two-Face. Uh, so this one was uh, kind of a little bit of a math and betting problem. Basically, Harvey Dent saved $50 for our Patreon, and he decided to place a bet on the odds that Han Solo could successfully navigate an asteroid field told to him by C-3PO. So you needed the odds from Star Wars and the math to figure it out. So how much money is Harvey Dent going to win, Team Triviality? I thought it was a bigger number than this, but and a more specific number, but I really can't come up with it. So we're saying it's 100 to 1, so 5000 bucks. Okay, and Team Modern Electric? For 15 Same thing. I couldn't couldn't remember it exactly as far as the odds go i feel like it was like 3.2 or 1.2 something super small but i don't remember and as far as math i don't i can't do math. that's not happening and what did you guys wager that one we did 10 10 all right so c3po uh tells han solo the odds are three three thousand seven hundred twenty to one so if you bet fifty dollars you would win one hundred eighty six thousand dollars and the payout would be one hundred eighty six thousand and fifty dollars okay uh number three it seemed like you guys kind of knew this one i think uh harley quinn uh, harley quinn may be the clown princess but this daughter is the princess of fire mountain and the daughter of the ox king and also happens to be married to goku in the dragon ball z series team triviality yeah, so I read the first three volumes of uh, Dragon Ball. So I've met this character, but I can't quite remember her name. Uh, so we're just saying May. May. And what did you wager? Uh, 15. Okay. And uh, let's go to Lou over at Modern Electric. Um, so Goku's wife, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi is correct. What did you wager? Mm-hmm. 20. 20. All right. So nice, nice big 20 points there. Number four was in the category Bane. Bane is known for his strength and power. The American version of Power Rangers was loosely based on what Japanese television franchise? We're going to say Kamen Rider. Okay. And uh, Team Modern Electric? Probably going to butcher this, but Super Sentai Kyuga Ranger. All right. uh, So I accidentally had a typo on my page. I put Super Hentai for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Super Sentai is correct. And what did you wager? Uh, 30. 30. All right. What is Hentai, Neil? (laughs) <laughs> can you explain it to me we'll get what is super hentai we t- <laughs> i don't want to know will you tell me when i'm older neil yeah i'll tell you when you're older okay. we'll, we'll do it on an after dark episode all right and the final question um was actually a batman question even though all of these were rose gallery members uh to date there have been five people that have donned the name of batman's robin excluding carrie kelly from the elseworlds can you name three out of the five of them team triviality we're gonna say dick Grayson, neil and matt 
for okay. 15 points for 15 points and uh team modern electric so quick anecdote robin is my favorite comic book character because Ooh. he's just like batman but he's a little kid and he's not absolutely tortured by the death of his parents um so in order the first robin is dick grayson then jason todd then tim drake then stephanie brown then damian wayne 100 percent correct and what did you wager 30 Ooh, big swing there. All right, so let's tabulate these scores. I think it's going to be pretty close here. All right, well, don't call it a comeback, but uh, it looks like uh, the game changed hands one more time. So Team Triviality ended with 75 points, and today's cream of the crop, Modern Electric, with 160 points. The cream of the crop! Nice game, guys. Very yeah. nice. That was all Lou. <laughs> Not me. Good job. Yeah, great final round there. Uh, so everyone can find you guys at tmetattoo.com. Uh, we also know that you have uh, some Instagrams they can check out your artwork on. So you want to start, uh, Lou, where can they find you? My Instagram is at Lou, L-U underscore Skywalker. Okay. And Harley? Uh, mine is at Har underscore Wars underscore Tattoo. Awesome. Well, check them out on Instagram. Check out their artwork. Uh, Ken uh, likes to show off his tattoos. They always look great. Um, so you guys are, are not going to be disappointed. Uh, Modern Electric is in Forest Park. If you're coming in for Geek Bowl or you're local to Chicago, get 10% off of your uh, your sit-in appointment with them uh, if you reach out between uh, February 4th and March 9th. Um, any last words, guys, before we, we let you go? We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, thanks for doing it. I learned how much uh, nerdy stuff I don't know. <laughs> I realized I just know the worst nerd things. <laughs> the most useless. Oh, that's all right. You guys did great. You you ended up being victorious today, so that was good. Uh, Jeff and Ken, any last words from you guys? I'll see you guys soon. All right. I'll be in the Absolutely. shop. Sounds good. For my super soaker. Yeah. That's yeah. what, like two weeks? Yeah. Something like Something that. Something like that. It's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Are you going to get like the green super soaker? Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. nice. Classic. Amazing. Maybe I'll join you guys there and, and get my first tattoo, possibly. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. So uh, before we let you go one more time, we're doing our party at uh, Bar Louie Printers Row Thursday, March 5th, starting at 7 p.m. Just go to the Eventbrite link you can find in all of our private groups. Whether you are a listener of Triviality, Complete the List, Misinformation, Sports Trivia Face-Off, Something Something Birds, Trivia Warfare, or a member of the Illuminati. Uh, lots of fun to be had there. We can't wait to see you all. And uh, for you to hear the music provided by our friend Jason Borsum at Liquid Courage and the on-demand t-shirt printing from inkedandscreen.com. Be get... there or be somewhere else. Correct. Less fun. And it's okay to be square, as Huey Lewis taught us. So if you want to be square and calm, it's all right. So uh, for Jeff, uh, Ken, not Matt, uh, who decided not to come. Yeah, Matt. Harley and Lou, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Uh, the best commentary of all time, I think, might be Arnold Schwarzenegger for Conan the Barbarian because he's he's really drunk and he's <laughs> he's like I beat up this guy and I beat up that guy. I thought that was uh, <laughs> Total Recall. He does on that one too. I See, think. I'm a construction worker here, but I'm not really a construction worker. He has the best commentaries because he just states fact, but in his voice and he's drunk. <laughs>